Welcome to the 84th episode of Downtime Podcast. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Alisa. How's it going? It's going all right. Um, I'm just chilling right now. Uh, can I tell you something interesting? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I know a, a few of my friends who listen to the podcast, they know this, and I may have talked about it on the podcast before when Ryan Elder was on it, but uh-huh. I am a fan of Survivor, the TV show. Um, basically, any reality show on CBS, like mm-hmm. Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, I'm into all of that. So... At the time of this recording, we're one week until the finale episode, and next week, I'm actually going to Los Angeles for a business trip. Okay. And I'm signed up to this website where you can sign up for filler seats for TV Ooh. shows, for live TV shows. So you can sign up for things such as The Voice, America's Got Talent, like that type of thing. And I noticed that the Survivor finale is aligned with my business trip. So if you sign up for these filler seats, you sign up for a raffle. And if you get into the raffle, then you have a seat. So I signed up. I have no idea what the probability of it is of even me getting into the show, but <laughs> if I get into the Survivor finale, that would be legit. I hope you do it because you're a super fan, so might as well do it. <laughs> I know. That would be amazing because I've, I've considered for the past three years actually applying for the show now because now that I'm older and out of college... It would be cool for me to join it. I, I've watched Survivor since it first started. So I've been watching mm. almost every season except for five seasons. Okay. And, okay. And yeah, if I if I get into the finale during my business trip, oh, I'm totally going to attend it. So <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, would that inspire you to apply Maybe. to be on the show? Maybe. I yeah, I will always like when I watch a survivor season, I always imagine how I would do my audition tape. And Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And I have and I always imagine too what type of character I think that they may portray me as if I was. What, what do you think? Um I think if I was ever on Survivor, um, you know, so if you're listening and you actually watch the show, then you'll kind you'll recognize these names. But um, currently on the show, there's a girl named Angelina, and Angelina is kind of like this. She's like a really nice person, but sometimes she can be overconfident, and sometimes she overplays, and she talks a lot. And I feel like, to a degree, I would be exactly like her if I ever played. Oh, okay. But I would want to try to tone it down, of course. <laughs> but it's like when you don't have food and you're not sleeping and you're in a weird state of mind, it's like the personality that you normally have in your daily life gets completely elevated by tenfold. Hmm. Because you're not thinking and you can't act normally. Right. I mean, you're also on TV. You're also on TV, 
and you're de- you're deprived of any nutrients for you to think clearly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so I feel like I would be a hot mess if I was ever on that show. But ideally, I would love to play as a Davy or play as a Nick. And th- those two characters are also... Oh, those two people are also in this current season of Survivor. I would like to be more like... I would like to be a strategic person if I was ever on Survivor, and I would like to be the type of strategic person where no one knows I'm being strategic. Like I'm, I would be kind of like hiding behind the shadows and pulling the moves like a puppet master. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, because when you're on this type of show, it's like you're either like a visible threat, or you're the person who's kind of sliding through the DMs. And no one is realizing that you're a threat until it's too late. Like, I would like to be the latter. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, just biding your time, basically. Yeah. To make the right move. Yeah. No, that's smart. That's, like, the only way to play that kind of game. Yeah, and that's probably like the most exciting thing that I did today. I signed up for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were just smiling the whole time. I know, I was. Because when I found out that there were seats, I was like, oh my god, gotta do this. Is that at uh, CBS Studios? I'm assuming it's at CBS Studios, but I don't know. I don't know which like studio it's associated with. Like if it's associated with like Warner Brothers or, Vi- you know, like where it's being recorded right right yeah okay still i mean to be closer to something that you love so much is pretty cool i know oh man it looks like it's in studio city i have no idea where that is studio city City is right next to burbank oh right 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 i was thinking of something else for some reason i was like huh yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. And when are you flying down there? Um, I'm flying down there actually Wednesday. So the day of the Ooh. the day of the finale, because I have to start work early in the morning, and then I'm basically done in the afternoon. So. And you're gonna fly down in the evening? Nah, I'm probably gonna sleep over just because I I don't mind doing the day trip where I fly in and fly out, especially because. Um, San Francisco area is so close to Los Angeles. It's just, it's just nice to sleep, though. Yeah, and, for yeah. real. So I'm probably going to sleep overnight. Okay, that works. I mean, you get to enjoy a little bit of L.A. while you're there. Yeah, I know. Have you been to L.A. recently? No, other than the last time that you and I went um, two years ago. I'm going there for Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to go visit a friend. Um, my girlfriend and I are going to fly down. We're going to just spend Christmas with his family. Should be fun. My first time spending Christmas with my not with my immediate family, so it should be interesting. It should be really fun. You know, I've never spent a Christmas with someone who's like not family, and I think it's because since we're Filipino, it is just like that's the sort of thing you do. You always spend Christmas with your family. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And 
I, I know that I my cousins are gonna miss my brother and I since I don't know if my brother's gonna spend Christmas um with my extended family, like my cousins and my aunts and my uncles, because they usually gather in uh the Vallejo Benicia area, or if he's gonna spend it with his girlfriend. Um but yeah, no, it's literally the first time without spending with with spending Christmas not with my, my immediate family or my extended family. Um and you're right, to your point, um uh, because of our culture and because of our ethnicity, uh, like family and holidays are just kind of like ingrained together so it's like a one-to-one thing almost yeah like i hope this doesn't happen but i might have to go to midnight mass with my family but i don't want to go to midnight mass because it's midnight mass i've never been to that (laughs) to be honest but my parents are always like, oh, we should go. And I'm like, ha, we should not. <laughs> They're so, like, why don't you want to go? I'm like, Santa's coming? <laughs> <laughs> so the interesting about interesting thing about Midnight Mass, at least the, midmi- the Midnight Mass that I live the closest to, it's really serious. So I don't like that Mass. You would think that because it's a Midnight Mass, there's something fun about it. The Christmas Eve Mass is like the best one because the Christmas Eve Mass is the most agnostic and the chillest one. Like, um, there is legit a Santa Claus in the middle of Mass. Wow, that's the pretty Christmas cool. One. Like, I will actually like <laughs> I will say like I don't go to church that often anymore because I don't mm-hmm. re- I don't I don't necessarily practice Catholicism as much. But yeah. goddamn, that Christmas Eve Mass is lit. Like, it's so funny because. They get this. They get. They get one of the priests to be Santa Claus. The Santa, like the priests, are much more chiller. They make a lot of sarcastic and like racy jokes, and <laughs> it's like really, it's really fun. But the Christmas Eve mass is too serious. It's like I, it just turned twelve o'clock, and I'm not about to be here for two hours. Oh, and the Christmas Eve mass is only one hour, but the Christmas midnight mass is two hours. It's like no. Yeah. It's like it's like why why don't you the priests are like why are you here why are you here at night like come on <laughs> Santa's no. coming go go get, get go go get the cookies ready <laughs> <laughs> no but I I've heard stories that oh, it's man. it's super long I've never been myself but I, I have heard at the end of mass I think like the the church hall is open for food but it's like christmas cookies that are bought at safeway ah like the with the color like the colored sprinkles yeah they're not even yeah. baked person like you know they're not even like homemade that's disappointing yeah quite disappointing it's all good though um so are you going this year <laughs> is the big question oh i hope not <laughs> well i would like i said i would rather go to the christmas eve mass but i would i don't want to go to the christmas midnight mass at all i was gonna say you're gonna be up here for christmas i'm assuming like throughout the whole whole week yeah pretty much and just be with family and that's it i think i'm gonna force my mom to watch crazy rich asians didn't she watch it already i watched it already oh okay okay i watched it already i actually think that my mom watched it too but she like didn't take it seriously you know, I feel like moms would love this movie because it's like a drama and a lot of moms love drama. Dramas, yeah. like the the show dramas. 
Yeah. It's like a drama. It's like it, it actually relates to us in some way. Like my mom would would be relatable to s- some of these things and topics. It's just that um I can't take my mom to the theater cuz she'll fall asleep. Ah. And it's just I like see. it's just the nature of a movie theater. It's too comfy for her and it's dark. Is it out on uh DVD or digital release? It's digital now. Oh, yeah. And I mean, DVD. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, so then it should be no problem to have her watch it with you. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I would say... um, What is my favorite Christmas movie? It's, I can tell you my favorite Halloween movie, which we always talk about. Um, but... Yep. And you know what it is. Of course. I watch it too. <laughs> I know. It's the best one. In terms of Christmas movies, oh man, can you can you go first? I gotta think about this. Yeah, my favorite Christmas movie is the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. The original Santa Claus. That's a good one. The only Santa Claus. I don't know which other ones you're talking about. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one, right? There's only one Santa Claus movie, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool. I cool. don't. Glad I we're on the same I, page. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about either. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. No idea. There's only one. There's only one Santa Claus movie. Yeah. There's only one with Tim Allen and Charlie is only that age in that one too. Yep. He stays that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one too. And you know what I like about that movie? You know what I like about movies that came out in the 90s and TV shows that came out in the 90s? Yeah. They weren't fluff and they addressed some pretty serious topics for kids. Like for example, Charlie's family is divorced. Yep, yep. That's and they talk about it early on in the movie. Yeah, they talk about it early on in the movie. And I think that's and I actually think that's really cool because there's different types of families that exist in the world. And they you know, they weren't sugarcoating anything. And I and also uh, the premise of Santa Claus I really like as the divorced father is trying to get close to his son so yeah there's this underlying message of you know father-son relationship bonding that isn't really explored in the movie from like from a child's perspective like if you were to watch this movie as a kid you're like oh it's about this kid and santa claus and his dad santa claus but you know as an adult you watch it you're like oh my god this movie has a lot of really deep underlying themes like you know he he's a single dad and he burns the turkey in the beginning of the movie and so they go to denny's you know <laughs> it's like oh wow <laughs> like that was his alternative like if i was a dad a single dad like that i'm like all right we're going to mcdonald's or something that yeah. has you know food has like better <laughs> holiday food than this like i'll take it olive garden or something yeah basically um but i would also say that um my, my other two favorite holiday movies um home alone one and home alone two which are the I... only two home alones that exist also have some pretty underlying themes to them as well wait a minute there's another oh wait wait it doesn't exist none none of there's it does nothing exists i don't know what you're talking about there's only home alone one and home alone lost in new york those are the only two home alone (laughs) movies that i know about okay yeah i i don't i don't know either then but i really don't i actually really don't know what you're talking about but yeah there's no home alone three you know take back the house or whatever there's no home alone four Mm -mm. there's no home alone five (laughs) direct to dvd i don't know what you're talking about But yeah, no, I mean, those two Home Alone movies are pretty solid still. Yeah. What about you? Have you thought about it yet? I was actually about to say, I think 
Santa Claus, Santa Claus definitely top three for me. Um, Santa, uh, Home Alone two is my preference of the two that we know exist. I would actually consider like Home Alone two in my top as well. And nice. so I guess my last Christmas movie that I really like is not a family Christmas movie. It's a movie called it's a it's a British romantic comedy called Love Actually. Oh, that's my fourth favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> hey, fourth favorite. Yeah, it's got Rowan Atkinson for one scene. Has Rowan Atkinson, it has Martin Freeman. It has all these uh, who the actor who plays Snape, I always forget his name. Yeah, the the, the cast is stacked. Yeah, the first cl- of all. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of ensemble movies. And I, I just like it, it it was a lighthearted Christmas movie that just has multiple storylines in parallel, but also like there's a lot of serious uh relationship stories in that in that um in that movie. And I I really like that. Yeah, a cast of colorful characters too. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone has different personalities. Uh and Liam Neeson's character is really great in that movie. Oh, <laughs> Probably the only like Liam Neeson character that's like not crazy. <laughs> well, I, I remember watching that, and I'm like, "Oh, Liam Neeson's awesome!" And then I watched Taken. I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Liam Neeson! Liam Neeson is awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> save yeah. me, Liam Neeson! Save me! <laughs> Do you know that uh, Andrew Lincoln is in that movie? And that's right. That's right. It's crazy because it's one of those things in like retro uh, retroactively I realized after watching The Walking Dead. Yeah, you go back and watch that movie you're like, "Oh my god, all these people are here. Alan Rickman, Severus Snape." There you go. You know? Alan Rickman. And then you have Bill Nye who plays um uh Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, Colin Firth too, I think. Colin Firth? Yes, yes, Colin Firth. Colin Firth? Colin Firth. I think Colin Firth? So. Yeah. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yes, Colin Firth. You know Chuetel Ejiofor is also in that movie? Yeah. Now that you mention it, he Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the boyfriend of that girl. Yeah, I think he the same or the same storyline as uh, Andrew Lincoln. Right, right, right. Um, oh, and uh, um, 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 Kira Knightley's the girl in that storyline. Yeah, that's right. I can't believe Kira I remember Knightley. this. I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, that should be like your go-to Christmas movie. Yeah. If it's your favorite. I know. I really, I really do like it a lot. Yeah, that's one thing I miss about uh, living in my hometown was that every Christmas, we, my brother and I would go back, and mom, my mom would be like, "You guys want to watch the Santa Claus?" And I'm like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like it's like the Christmas break. She like, "I'll make hot chocolate." We'll like make hot, hot, we'll make hot chocolate. We'll eat popcorn. We'll watch the Santa Claus as a family. Those are great memories. Yeah, those are really good memories. Uh, when I was growing up, especially with the Santa Claus, I remember I actually had the VHS for it. So I would re- the time when it came out, I was rewatching it over and over even when it wasn't christmas hey that's dedication yeah the vhs times before i got to preschool or sorry before i got to kindergarten were wonderful yep i remember just watching a bunch of crap like the mcdonald's uh cartoon videos that we got for free from mcdonald's i don't know if you've ever seen those i don't know what you're talking about 
Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's like these VHS tapes you can get from McDonald's and watch like a free cartoon on there. And there was like this really shitty cartoon and everything was scary. And it was about Ronald and his friends trying to traverse this weird world. I'm like, is this for children? Because I don't feel comfortable watching this. Yeah. Um, Watch that, you know, and, you know, Rocket Power, Pokemon, Digimon. Come home from school, watch the new Rugrats episode and be like, all right. Life's good. Hmm. I re- cool stuff. That that's actually quite a few things to appear on a VHS from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm surprised that McDonald's had it. I remember the tape was like purple or something, the same color as Grimace. Grimace is like one of the McDonald's characters. Wow. Why do I remember that? I have no idea. How many of these VHSs do you have? I didn't own it to be honest. I was like a cousin had it and we would we watched it and I was like, Why do you have this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I to be frank, I don't have any more VHS tapes except for three. Jurassic Park one, two, and three. Those are the only VHS tapes that I currently still have. I actually I think I still have quite a few VHS tapes. I don't know where they're kept anymore. Good. You know you don't need them. What are you gonna play them with? You don't have a VCR player. Yeah. I don't even yeah. They're they're like because when I was growing up, I basically had almost every Disney princess movie. So I don't know where oh my, my parents have put them. They may have actually donated it already. So they donated. They donated it to a soldierwatch.com. O M G. Maybe you can get your VHS VHS player from a soldierwatch.com. No, 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 no. Because no. the thing, is it- the thing is, it's not just gonna be on. It's not just going to be a VH player, VHS player on SoldierWatch.com. It has to be remade into something else. Like, it has to be um, modded in some degree. It's going to be a video player that has all your favorite movies on there already, which is <laughs> super, <laughs> super illegal. Hey. <laughs> it's like he, it's like Soldier Boy torrented all the movies. He put it on a, uh, like a hard drive and just made you watch all of it. Yeah. It's like, hey, okay, Soldier Boy, weirdo. Do you think that if Soldier Boy did this, they would be in HD and 1080 or, you know, in like at least like in a very good quality? Or do you think it's going to be in 480? They're they're all going to be in 240p and you're oh. going to see the mouse. You're going to see you're going to see the mouse on the screen at all times <laughs> because he he left it recording when he recorded all the movies on his computer at home. And so uh, you recorded a screen and he left the mouse there so you can't move the cursor. And it's always going to be in a really awkward spot. oh my god it's like hell so accurate (laughs) i don't know but i'm so triggered right now (laughs) Uh, i'm waiting i'm waiting for it now (laughs) it's gonna refresh his uh store page every day and wait for it yeah that's not right slide into his dms on instagram like hey give me that vhs player with all the uh movies loaded onto it (laughs) it's not not even a vhs player They should, they should just label it a VHS player, but have no way to put the VHS in. <laughs> That'd be the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Uh. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Sounds awesome. It sounds like we're both spending Christmas in California. Yep. Re- speaking of Christmas, really random. You know a movie that you don't think is a Christmas movie, but if you assess it. It's actually a Christmas movie. Iron Man 3. No. That's a good one, though. 
that's oh, not okay. that's not what I was thinking of, but that is during the Christmas season. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah you're that right. whole movie takes place during Christmas. I'm like, this is a Christmas movie, but anyways, you were saying? Um I, that's a good one though. That's a okay. good one. <laughs> also also Jurassic World's a Christmas movie. Huh. In the very beginning they they're like playing Christmas music, it's in the snow. And they're like, oh, it's your Christmas present. And then they go take, like, oh, go have fun with your aunt in Costa Rica. And they fly away. I'm like, oh, wow, that was a Christmas movie. <laughs> That's interesting because that movie even came out in the summer, huh? Yep. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but sorry, I totally detracted you. What were you, what were you going to say? Um, uh, oh, oh, the movie that I'm thinking of is Die Hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone says that. Like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Die Hard? All right, solid. Solid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one really talks like that, I think, in, that I know personally. I don't know anyone who uses solid in like that context. Like Someone will say, That's, that thing is solid, but they I haven't heard solid like by itself in, in a really long time. Mm, must be a byproduct of generations before us. Oh, yeah. I love the word <laughs> solid, though. Yeah. The first Die Hard is the only one that I know, too. And There's others, and but they're I actually, pretty like, solid. I'm not, I'm not saying that ironically. I've only seen the first Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. And, and I, yeah, I think I have two. But they're, they're really, there are other Die Hards, and I heard that they're pretty solid. Nice. Yeah, I haven't heard any <laughs> real complaints about Die Hard. I heard that there's actually a recent Die Hard. Like, and I say recent, but like at least something that's come out in the last like four years. Is it the two thousand nine one with like Justin Long? Maybe. It's I don't yeah. Know. I maybe the I just looked it up. A good day to die hard. Is it the one in Russia? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Okay, I think there like before that was like Live Free or Die Hard. There is. I see I, that. I see that yeah. one on the list. When when did that one come out? That one looks like it's 2007. Oh, I was close. Okay. So, A, a Good Day to Die Hard is the most recent one. It's like, when did that one come out? Like 2013, it looks like. Oh, wow. Okay. I remember that one was like in Russia or something. Mm. Die Hard 2 came out in 1990. And the first one was like 88, 89. 1988. Oh my goodness. So long ago. I know. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Bruce Willis looks more or less the same since then. Yeah. And he's still doing these movies means that he's dedicated. And also, people still want to watch Die Hard. People want to see more John McClane killing people. Rocky is also a good example. But it's it's not just rehashing Rocky, but they've made a completely new storyline based off of Apollo Creed and his lineage. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. think that's really cool. Like it's like it's a spin-off but also a sequel. Uh I'm cool with franchises bringing back their movies if, as long as there's like a fun twist, not necessarily fun twist, but there's just something innovative about it. Yeah, I I agree. I will say I haven't seen Bruce Willis in anything in a really long time. He's going to be in the upcoming movie Glass, which is a sequel to um unbreakable and also split that whole series is like a trilogy oh i saw the trailer for that that's the trailer with um james mcavoy and samuel l jackson right that's correct yeah yeah 
James McAvoy, I haven't seen in a really long time, too. I I watch the X-Men stuff, and that's the only things I've seen him in. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen an X-Men movie. I just didn't even know those movies were related at all until this trailer came out. Oh, yeah, no. There's a huge hint at the end of Split where they start playing the Unbreakable music, and then it shows Bruce Willis sitting at a cafe, and he's like, he says something, and then... It's like, and everyone in the theater was like, "Oh, unbreakable!" So it was at that point that the, you would find out that the movies are related. I I didn't suspect anything. Yeah, I mean, it's cool too. From a, the casual eye, you'd be like, "Oh wow, like these movies are connected. That's yeah. cool." And it's quite cool that M Light Shyamalan has this whole like universe of ca- of characters that are like essentially superheroes, but he doesn't want to call them superheroes. Yeah, I remember when uh. Split first came out, and I found out it was an M. Night movie. I was like, oh, we're going to skip that. And I ended up watching it, and I didn't think it was that bad. It's probably one of M. Night's uh, better movies, too. Um, And I don't have much to compare it to. I think the last M. Night movie that I really liked was The Sixth Sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Get it? Get it? Makes sense? It makes sense. <laughs> yeah but split just uh split isn't that bad but the standard of m night movies is so low that it's not like i wouldn't necessarily it's a say it's a great movie it's just like better than the other stuff that Shyamalan's done yeah i i agree the last one i liked from him was uh signs signs yeah i don't remember that one too well but that's the, the one. There you go. Crop circles. Yep. Crop circles. Water. Yep. Water. Cool. Yep. It was pretty cool. <laughs> that movie. Oh, it's it's like all rushing back to me. The plot. That movie. That movie gave me nightmares. Really? But I still liked it. Yeah. That movie did come aliens. out like like a while ago when we were really young. Yeah, the movie came out in like two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two, two thousand three. So we were like yeah. four, fifth grade. Yeah, like 10, 11. Yeah. I remember that year I went to uh, Universal Studios and I saw Fat and Doc Brown and I was like, where, why, why are you here, Doc Brown? Why are you, why are you fat? And also- Fat Doc Brown? Yeah, at Universal Studios. And I was like really sad because (laughs) I didn't want to see that. (laughs) I remember coming, I remember coming out of Jurassic Park and the Back to the Future ride and being like, oh, this is sad. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I have a legit question. Are you sick? Sure. Is it like someone just dressed up as him or Christopher Lloyd was actually like... Like someone dressed up as him. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then I remember we we went back the next day and then we saw Doc Brown again, but he was Asian. We're like, oh, look, Asian oh Doc Brown. <laughs> I, was la- I was laughing so hard. I was like, what? First I saw Fat Doc Brown. Now we see Asian Doc Brown. <laughs> It's like when you're going. Uh, it's like when you're going around the malls as a kid, and like you go to different malls and you see Santa Claus, but Santa Claus yeah. is worked as a different person each time. Yeah, like why is that Santa skinny or why is that Santa muscular? It's kind of weird. When you saw an Asian Doc Brown, did it break the illusion, or did you think, "Oh, he's Asian now"? <laughs> no, um. It didn't break any illusion because I already I was a huge fan of the movie, still am. But at the time, I was like super into the Back to the Future series. Uh, but when I saw Asian Doc Brown, I was like, "Oh wow, that's pretty funny. That's <laughs> that's just really weird too." <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to. I don't want him to talk to me. Is what I was thinking. 
and he did, and he didn't, and I'm really happy and grateful that he didn't talk to me. <laughs> GG. Pretty much, pretty much. Asian Doc Brown, you'll be for- remembered forever in my mind for being Asian. It's like Asian Doc Brown, played by Ken Jeong. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch would that be, too. Who would be Marty? I wait. Are we are we doing Asian Back to the Future? Yeah, because if I if Ken Jeong is Asian Doc Brown, then that means I could see. Um, I don't know walking, a lot of Walking Dead guy. Walking Dead guy. Uh, Steve Young. Yeah, I could see him as as Marty. Oh man, that would be pretty good. That would be a perfect movie. <laughs> 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 they they need to have they need to redo everything, but just with Asian people. <laughs> Like crazy, crazy rich Asians time travel edition or some some stupid title. Crazy rich Asians <laughs> time travel edition. Now, you heard it you... here first. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you did Stephen Yun, how what movie or like how old is he in these movies? Oh, that's right, because Marty's like seventeen, so Stephen Yun would have to portray a high schooler, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Or this is this is a little bit cheating, but you take Harold and Kumar John Cho, who was in his early twenties at the time. Oh yeah, I could see that. I don't. I can't tell you any young Asian actor, like Asian male actors, except for the cast of Fresh Off the Boat. Oh right, yeah. I can um, I can actually tell you a lot of young female actresses, but I can't tell you any young male ones. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Gotta think about that. Yeah, a lot um, of a lot of the Asian actors I know are almost thirty. Yeah, that's true. There's like not really too many up and coming Asian actors that I know of. Yeah. But there's a lot of up and coming Asian actresses. Speaking of which, um, I watched uh, To All the Boys That I Love. Oh, my Netflix. God! Sorry! <laughs> oh. <you're>, oh. <laughs> so you, I take it you like that movie. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that movie. I, first of all, I thought it was a solid movie. Second of all, the main actress did not look like she was half Asian. But it's but her sisters did, but she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her, she, the, the youngest one looks like she could kind of... Be related to the middle sister, but the older sister did not look like she could be related to anyone in that family. The young, I, like for sure, the youngest and the oldest were halves, but the yeah. middle one, um, Lara Jean, just looked Asian. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't look half white. Like she just yeah. looked Korean. Yep, I'm like, all right, this is what we get. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I know that in the original novel, I read some things about it after I watched the movie. I know in the original novel that uh, it was written by a Korean American woman and she portrayed the main actress to be, or the main character to be half Korean, half white. Hence why the father's white yes. and the mother was Asian Korean specifically. So yeah, no, it's, it's kind of weird that the middle daughter, the main character, Laura Jean did not look anything like half at all yeah i bet you it's just during auditions uh lana condor did a really good job and they were like fuck it we gotta keep this as the main character she's awesome yeah she portrayed a uh 
Jubilee, uh, one of the X Men characters. I I can't. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? How about yeah? How about me too? I don't even. I don't even know. What am I talking about? But I know she was in an X Men movie before this, and that's probably what kind of let her uh, ease her into this role. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, it was a it was a good movie overall. I liked it. I thought it was really fun and engaging. Um, definitely different from other movies on Netflix. Solid cast. Um, really good visuals. Uh, really good characters. That's it. Yes. But there's some unrealistic stuff too, and some weird stuff, and some like, well, why am I watching this stuff? After. I, I'm not I'm just throwing out random dates but after the early 2000s we lost good romantic comedies and it's been a long time since I've seen a cheesy romantic comedy that I liked every romantic movie I've seen in the past 10 years has not been that great in fact I feel like we from the early 2000s and 90s we moved away from romantic comedies to have romantic dramas and we haven't had a really good light-hearted one in a while and this year yeah. i've noticed we're having a lot more light-hearted comedies but what i also like about it is intertwined with the lightness of it is there are some serious there there are some serious tones and just um different um serious subjects interspersed but it doesn't break the atmosphere yeah no i i agree were there any other romantic comedies you can point out that you liked i will say i liked crazy rich asians a lot oh yeah how could i forget (laughs) in terms of to all the boys i liked the actress a lot i think she has potential i also i also liked um so lana condor and noah Centineo. Noah Centineo is the name of the. I already forgot the main character's name, but he. I th- I think those two have potential. Like this is this is a good start for both of them. Yeah, definitely. That means more work. You know, as an actor, you always want more work. Yeah. There's gonna be a second movie. Oh yeah, I know. There's like like three books or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I heard that too. Just like with Crazy Rich Asians, there's three books. Yeah. You've seen you've seen Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, just once. I'm really excited for the second movie because the movie or the movie seems to imply that the second movie is about Astrid. Ah, I I like Astrid in the movie. Yeah, same here. I liked her uh storyline. It wasn't the main storyline, but I uh, really empathize with her, but I'm excited for her to be the main character of the next movie. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. And I know the next one is titled China Rich Girlfriend, but <laughs> I wonder if they're going to keep that title or they're going to add Crazy Rich Asians to, to China, China Rich K- Girlfriend. <laughs> that's too long. Like, I get you can have, you know, The Crimes of Grindelwald as your title, but... And Fantastic Beasts is already somewhat longer than a... It's a lot of syllables. It's a lot of syllables. Um, but I'd rather them just keep the China Rich Girlfriend title and as opposed to having it 
Crazy Rich Asians 2, China Rich Girlfriend, or or Crazy, Crazy Rich Asians 2. I'd rather them just keep it China Rich Girlfriend, but I get that from an artistic perspective, there's a difference between having something cinematically pleasing and having something artist- artistically valuable in a movie. Yeah. So if they name it Crazy Rich Asians 2, I will totally understand because you're going to have the general audience of America not knowing that China Rich Girlfriend is a sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm sure from a uh, from a studio business perspective, they might not just name it Crazy Rich Asians Two China Rich Girlfriend, but I mean we'll see we'll see. A- association of just the original name would be easiest for a company. That's true. Like, have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? Have like, you everyone... seen Crazy Rich Asians Two? Like, oh my god, there's a second one! Oh my god, oh my you know. God. <laughs> yep. It's great. Yeah. Also, I'm a fan of Constance Wu. Like I, I'm, I became a fan of Constance Wu and Fresh Off the Boat. So. Oh, I, I have yet to see the show, but from the movie, she's pretty great so far. I really like Fresh Off the Boat. It's a very, it's a really good comedy. I like the jokes a lot. Nice. Yeah. The, uh, a lot of them really are based off of true Asian facts and stereotypes of Asian parents and family. Yeah. I feel like as Asian Americans, we can relate. Yeah. It's cool that Fresh Off the Boat is on its, I think, fourth season too, which means that it's still successful and people aside from us are watching it. I mean, Crazy Rich Asians is one of the top movies of this year, which means not only us were watching it either. Yeah, totally. And, and when I was watching it, and I, I live in San Francisco, and when I was watching it in the theater, uh, there were a lot of non-Asian people watching the movie. Yeah, same here. And there were there were a lot of non-Asians. Like we were crying together, we were laughing together. It's like jokes that I knew that I was going to get. I was surprised that a lot of non-Asians like laughed and enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. It means that the movie appeals to a wide audience, and I'm sure the studio was aware of that. Most definitely. Um, Any travel plans for 2019? Anything you plan to hope to go to? Anything that you want to go to? So, I told you that I might tackle Hokkaido on a Japanese business trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that before. Yeah. I know that I mentioned it to you in person, not in person, but like uh, personally, but I don't know if I've ever announced it on the podcast yet. But, no, this is the first time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have to go to Japan for a business trip and that trip will be in Tokyo, which is cool. But I might go to Hokkaido during that time too, because it's during the winter and there's a snow festival happening in the in Sapporo. And I've never been to the Northern Island before, so I would love to visit. I am also going to... I'm going to go on a cruise to uh, Florida Key West and Cuba. Ooh. Yeah. And then New Orleans. All three in the same trip? Huh? All three of those places in the same trip? New I don't Orleans, think so. Cuba? I, think three, oh, okay. I think three separate trips. And if I could fit Mexico or Canada or both 
into it, I, like, that would be cool too. And for Canada, like Vancouver or Montreal, and then for Mexico, like Cabo or Mexico City. Oh, cool. Wow, there's a lot of plans on your list. Yeah, there's a lot of plans. Um, I'm going to do a lot of... Because uh, uh, this year, I didn't do a lot of traveling, so it helped me save money. That's good. That's actually true. Yeah. So, well, time to spend it all 2019. <laughs> you know, am I right? Yeah. No, for real, though. <laughs> you should get um global entry. Oh, I'm I'm actually going to do it um after Christmas. Yeah. No. Um I would say you need to do your application now because your appointment probably won't happen for another 3 months. Um and you can check every day if you can get a new appointment at a certain day that's closer to when you applied. Yeah. But I would say start your application as soon as you can and then pay the $100 fee. Um, it, it is a hundred dollars Yeah, and you get TSA pre-check. I'm pretty sure you know all this stuff. You get TSA pre-check and then you get to, uh, you know, you get to go past security in certain international airports. Um, but once you get your application, you have to set an appointment date and you can just set whatever date is the next date at whatever airport you're going to have the test at. And I think that only SFO is the main airport you have to take the test at and, oh, I'm sorry, interview at, uh, in the Bay area. Uh, I don't know if Oakland has availability or if Sacramento does, but I'd rather go to SFO since my experience has been pretty positive at SFO for taking the global entry interview. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say do the application as soon as you can, pay the fee, and then set your appointment. And then you have one year from the time that you applied for the uh, global entry application to uh, set an appointment and go to the interview. So you can change your interview whenever you want, as many times as you want, the day of the interview, sorry. Uh, but you have to at least have your interview done uh, in a year's time. Makes sense. Yeah, so do it. You know, Do your global entry application soon. You know what gets me is you have TSA pre-check. And TSA pre-check, I think, is $75. And it's you $85. $85. And you yeah. have global entry, which is $100. And when you get global entry tsa is automatically included in global yep. entry so you might as well get global entry that's what i told myself i was like what what's the point in getting tsa pre if i could just go for the world yeah i, I a so, lot of people seem to not realize that yeah and i like to keep it that way no i'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> uh no i mean it doesn't really matter like the, i was reading uh a statistic that 50,000 people apply for global entry per month. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to be people using it. Yeah, and the definitely. nice thing too is, the thing I found out is that when I went to Hawaii for Thanksgiving, my brother got TSA pre-checked because I had it too because we were under the same reservation for the flight. And so if you're traveling with a partner, there's a very likely chance that they will also get TSA pre-check along yes, with you. Yes, I heard about that. Um how up to how many people will qualify have, for it? I've seen whole families go through TSA pre-check. So I believe, you know, that <laughs> you, your your mom, your dad, your sister, your grandma, y'all can go. You know what? I guess that means if you're the person with global entry, you have to be the one to buy the bulk airline tickets. That's correct. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it works if they add you later on 
and then you can put your number in and I don't know if it works that way too. So maybe further tests are required. Yeah. Like, you know, if someone else, like if your dad adds it, but he doesn't have global entry, but he adds you and you add your, your global entry number. I wonder if that will affect the circumstances of you and your dad getting TSA pre-check in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, when I did it, I, I was the main purchaser of the tickets for our Hawaii flight. Um, and then my brother got it. So I was really surprised that he did. And I remember my parents mentioning that to me, but, um, yeah, it's pretty cool that guests under the same reservation can get it. And, uh, my parents were explaining that this is kind of like a test or not really a test. It's more of like a, a teaser for people that don't have it, that they can experience global entry and that will want them to, um, apply for either TSA pre-check or global entry to get it. Yeah. But I also read that they're removing this feature in the future or because people have been complaining that what's the point of applying for global entry and paying for it if someone that has a reservation can get you under their name and then you can just go in for free. Like I could see both sides of the coin. Um, but to be honest, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, is you're not going to be travel like you're not going to be traveling with the same people all the time. Exactly. Like for Christmas, it's going to be my girlfriend and I, and I don't know if she's going to get it or not. Yeah. Like, maybe she will, but maybe she won't. Yeah. So, you know, and there's going to be times where you two are traveling separately. So it- it's like if you if you want it, you want it. Yeah. But uh, anyone listening, I encourage you to get Global Entry. I think it's a very cool thing to have. You get a little card um, that says that you have Global Entry approved. The process is really easy. You just fill out an application, but you must be very detailed when you fill out the application. They ask about where you currently live, about your work history, about your school history. Nothing like too detailed, but just like kind of a high level overview of what everything was in the past few years. Yeah. Um, how long, how long you had a certain job for, because they're going to go back and check and make sure that all the information is accurate to their records. And then you have to go to an airport or a, a special global entry center, um, do a little interview. My interview really wasn't an interview to be honest, Lisa. It was like, I walked in, it was like a, a police officer. Well, not a police officer. He was like a global entry officer, but he looked like a police officer. He had like a gun and everything. And then he was like, Oh, um, look here. And I, he took my picture and then he was like, uh, what's your email address? So I can, uh, email you your approval. I was like, Oh, it's this. He said, okay, cool. And that was it. That was the only question he asked me. The only question he asked me was what's your email address. He didn't really ask me anything else. It's you know what it is, and I I was talking about this conspiracy theory with someone about real ID too. Go on, go on. It's just the idea that it's not really an interview. They just want you to go there, like make the act to go somewhere and bring proper documentation. Because yeah. If you just do it online, then you're doing it online. You know, where's the where's the proof, really? Like, what if things can be fabricated? But if you actually go there to physically hand documents, it's like a better it's like a better way for them to weed out the people who aren't going to do it. I see. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And speaking of that, I do have to get my real ID. I applied for an appointment in February of Dude. next year. Dude. Same here. My appointment's also oh. <laughs> in February, February twenty third. Yeah. Does your does your license expire in February? 
you know what's stupid? So my license actually expired this year and I renewed it. I renewed it like normal. But the thing is, is that what I first assumed was when you renew your license, you automatically just get the new ID. Like the yep. like I thought what I thought was real ID was just the new standard up until this point. It turns out right. that you actually have to go into the DMV, which is the worst place on the fucking planet, <laughs> and yep. get your real ID that way. And I have to do that. <laughs> Another place where you have to bring proof documents and show them to people that don't really care. Yeah. And give you a piece of plastic with your picture on it. Yeah. Saying that you can fly a plane. Not fly a plane. You can ride on a plane. Like, come on. Yeah, it's. I hate this. It's uh, American problems American <laughs> for the problems. most part. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna get my real ID in February. I have my appointment on February sixth. Um. So we'll see. I mean, I really don't want to do this, but I understand that if I have to travel domestically and not bring my passport, I have to have a real ID. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Whatever. Once again, it's okay. That's another way for them to weed out who's actually going to do it or not. That's true. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I could just renew my ID. And then they just renew their ID through the mail or online. Yeah. I will tell you, I would love to have done this online. Same. God. I would love. I would have loved to get a real ID online. But I hope that going forward, it's going to be easier to just renew this real ID. I know. I hope so, too, because it's bullshit. <laughs> I guess what we have now are just fake IDs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Unless they change it in the future to see if they get a real, real ID. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would like, uh, I'd, I would just like shoot my own foot. Like, why? Why would I? Why are we doing this? The security in the United States is just so over the top, which, uh, you know, like the state of our politics is whatever. But goddamn, sometimes like the security <laughs> drives me insane. Yeah, same here. Yeah, but... It is what it is with airports. It is what it is. Yep, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Next year, I'm trying to go to Hong Kong, actually. Hong Kong? Yeah, I want to go to Hong Kong. I want to go to Canada. That's That makes yeah. sense because you you still have your 10-year visa. Uh, I don't need that for Hong Kong, actually. Oh, you don't need a visa for Hong Kong? I mean, you get one on arrival. It's oh, like when you go to Japan, okay. they stamp you. Because right now, Hong Kong and Macau are still autonomous from uh china proper mm, okay okay got it yeah it's only mainland china that you need a visa but yeah i do oh. actually want to go back to beijing so i might do hong kong and beijing in the same trip nice yep yep should be fun i'm really looking forward to traveling again um i do i'm trying to save up for europe i really want to go to europe but it's, it's too expensive right now i was thinking about it i really want to go to europe sometime soon during christmas time that'd be fun that's like a it's like things you only see in movies you yeah know? exactly things you only see in movies i feel like so i'm a person who doesn't mind handling snow and handling the cold like it's gonna be cold but i can deal with it but mm -hmm. the but just it feels like the spirit is there more during the christmas season and it really, it like it feels like I'm walking in a dream almost. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I feel it. Like I'd love to go to Germany during the Christmas season. Seems legit. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What part of Europe would you 
go? There's so many places. Um, I I want to go to England, the UK as a whole. Nice. I want to go to France. I want to go to France and Spain and Portugal, Italy, definitely Italy. See the Adriatic, Greece, um, Croatia. Germany, Croatia, Germany, Switzerland. Um, yeah, yeah, the Netherlands, Amsterdam. You know, places like that. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that that's uh that's it. Yeah, for me in Europe, Germany for sure is one of them. I would love to I uh, I really want to go to Norway. <laughs> it's kind of like I know it's not really on people's radars, but uh Norway's probably actually like in my top right now. <laughs> and then Really? Yeah. I like Nordic countries a lot. Cool, cool. I also want to go to Switzerland, but I would visit Switzerland. I want to go during like the springtime. I want to go during the winter time. And then I would want to do Ireland. Ireland is probably the country in the UK that I want to visit the most. The, yeah. All this costs money. <laughs> yep. And all it's this expensive. costs money. <laughs> yeah. For real, for real. Suddenly Asia just looks a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, 2019 is going to be fun. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I um I have a I have a resolution already for 2019 and um when I do the way I do resolutions is not um not necessarily like a I'm going to change this that's already like negative in my life. It's more like what are like some things that I can just do that will, you know, can positively change me that's not necessarily like addressing something that's completely like negative yeah like it would lead to that thing yeah kind of my resolution yeah my resolution for 2019 is i want to read more oh nice yeah um i want to read more article like and not just limited to books like i just want to read more articles uh, read more magazines, and then I my goal is to finish three books in 2019. And for if you're a reader, you're probably like, that's not a big deal. For me, that's like a huge commitment. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's daunting to me. I'm scared. So, <laughs> but that's my uh my simple resolution of 2019 is I would like to read more. That's fair. Awesome. Do you have any resolutions yet? Or do you even have, like, do you celebrate resolutions? I I try to. Um, I haven't thought about it yet, to be honest. Uh, once that time comes, I will, I will have a solid plan. For sure. But right now, I really don't. I just haven't thought about it. It's been kind of like a second thought to me. Yeah, for sure. But I like yours. Yours is pretty good. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to steal it. I'm just saying I think it's it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I base uh, like reading words. I want to go back to reading words. Yeah. I think it this is inspired by me uh not just improving my vocabulary, but I just don't want to lose um a lot of the vocabulary that I still have to slang and shortened words. I see. I see. Speaking of travel, I would love to celebrate New Year's one day. 
not in the United States. Yeah, same here, actually. Like, I want to... There's, like, two things I want to do for New Year's. I want to experience New Year's in another country one time. And I want to experience New Year's in a country that has the best fireworks. Yeah, I, I want to... You know, I, I've always had this, like, crazy dream of... I go to Australia. I celebrate New Year's on the harbor. The Haba in Australia. <laughs> okay. And then... That morning, I fly back to the United States, but by the time I fly back to the United States, it's still New Year's Eve morning, <laughs> and then I celebrate yeah. two New Year's in one go. That's awesome. That that's that'd be so cool. That's like a dream of mine. One day. That was like um. This is hella random, but I remember watching the behind the scenes of one of the Lord of the Rings movies, and the two actors that played Merry and Pippin. They celebrated one of the guys' birthdays in New Zealand, and then they flew ba- they flew back that day and arrived in Los Angeles the day technically the day before, so they got to celebrate his birthday again. Wow, that's that's cool too. I would do. Yeah. I would love to do something like that for my birthday. Celebrate my yeah, birthday that'd, twice. Oh, that'd be so cool. It's like you go you go to like Australia or New Zealand. And you're like, all right, this is a cool birthday, and you fly back home. You're like, hey guys, I'm ready for the party for my birthday party. Hey, you know? that'd be so lit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Okay, Jeremy, I'm inspired now. I feel like I can't do a new. I can't do a New Year's thing in re- maybe like in the upcoming year, but I can totally do a birthday thing maybe. Like you'd go to Australia or New Zealand and fly back, or like any Asian country, technically. Like if you go to Japan and fly back, yeah. <laughs> when are you going to Japan? It's around my birthday. Hey, what's up? I know that's why I'm like, oh my god, can this happen? Is this? Congratulations! Hey, you should do it. Okay. <laughs> just okay it you know what i'm gonna make this happen and then when it's gonna reach february and i'm gonna tell you what happened you're gonna be like oh my god i'm freaking out i can't do this so I'm like yeah you can <laughs> random uh random side oh, note Tara's house opening new doors is ending on christmas okay i've so i've heard some things and I would like some clarification. So I heard that Terrace House Karuizawa is going to end on Christmas, but they might take the current cast and move them to a new city. Is that true? I have heard that as well, and I'm not sure. But I just know that the season is ending on Christmas. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for the rest of the show, but... The announcers did say that the show's ending on Christmas, but that's all they left it at. Yeah. They didn't say it was extended. They just said that it's ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm, I'm like, indifferent about the current cast. Current cast as in, like, the Kuruizawa in general cast, or, like, you're at caught up currently with the Japanese cast? With the current caught up Japanese cast. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, just like, uh, eh, okay, you guys are okay. 
Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. I know part five comes out on December 18th, so I'm going to watch that. Correct. You got to binge that. You have to binge all of it. You know, anytime I watch Terrace House, I binge it. <laughs> good, good. It's like yeah. watching a long movie. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard really funny things about the part five cast. Yes. Some of it is funny. Some of it's, yeah, but you'll see. Okay. I don't want to say anything else. Okay. Um, going off of that, I noticed that our Terrace House episodes are doing very well on YouTube. Yeah, I noticed that um, in terms of the podcast, the video game episodes do better on streaming, um, podcast streaming platforms, and the Terrace House podcasts do better on YouTube. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know the core. I don't know the correlation with that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. But but it's cool. It's it's really cool. It means that people are listening. Yeah, definitely. So, hey, if you came from Terrace House, hey, shout out to you. Shout out. You know, you and I, we're, we, we actually work full-time jobs, so we can't, we, we don't, like, aside from uploading and doing, you know, just announcing that the podcast is up, like, we don't do a lot of extra promotion or advertising. Yeah. It's like, it's like the same thing on Instagram where I actually don't like putting hashtags on my photos. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't want people to find it, but more like because... I don't know. It kind of ruins the aesthetic of the photo, what it's supposed to be, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I'd rather, I'd rather just put emojis if I could, but or just nothing at all. Yeah. To have the photo, have the photo up there, and I, I really like that about Instagram where you can put hashtags. But I'm just the kind of person that doesn't really like to put hashtags on my photos. I remember when I was when I first got an Instagram. I was actually late to the Instagram game. Um, when I first got an Instagram, I liked putting hashtags. Ironically. Like, I wasn't trying to necessarily be found, but I would, like, for example, I'd purposefully make, like, a really long phrase for the for the hashtag. Yeah, yeah. But now I, I definitely, like, I've become more of the, like, regular hashtagger and, yeah. and tagger, but I think, I think what annoys me, though, with, like, in tagging is oh, you just get all the bots so easily yeah for real yeah it's kind of it's hard to come up with something organic if you by just hashtagging and um just kind of stumbling upon someone and vice versa it's like to to get followers you have to actively find people and comment on their stuff and hope that they follow you back Ugh, it's a whole game and i it's don't whole, like that yeah it's a whole game like if social media was our entire career yeah that's basically what we'd be doing the entire day Ugh, that's horrible yeah and then for me personally like i actually i i prefer instagram of all the social media platforms because i i like pictures i prefer yeah, me too yeah i i'm just a visual picture person and i prefer that over words that are like on twitter for example but even this year i've cut back on my instagramming a lot um just because like not even that i don't 
take pictures anymore when I go out because I, I I'm still taking pictures just because I I like obtaining that memory. It's just I'm yeah. I'm not like I'm not taking the picture anymore to post immediately on Instagram and and you know just like show it. It's more like yeah. I take the picture just so that I can have it and then I just carry on and sometimes I just forget. I forget that Instagram even exists. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I I've been trying to post stuff on Instagram recently just because I have photos that I want to put and yeah. I I like I like editing photos, I like taking photos. Uh, especially since I have a camera, what's the point in, you know, you know, taking a picture and not putting it anywhere if I'm just going to take a picture? Yeah. Um, so yeah, to me, Instagram is more like a a, a gallery, gallery where I can. I was put about my, to say that same word too. Yeah, a gallery where I can showcase my art. Um, but at the same time, I recently subscribed to Flickr. Flickr is kind of like a photo sharing platform that was started back in the late '90s, early I 2000s, I believe. I love Flickr. I have quite a few friends on Flickr. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I recently got a pro account, and so, um. I was kind of forced to get a pro account because starting um, next year, Flickr announced that they're going to remove the one one terabyte limit for all free users. So before it was really nice that if you sign up for Flickr, you could have one terabyte of spaces to put as many photos as you want until the space ran out. Uh, not everyone used that amount of space, uh, but unfortunately there were some dark sides to having this amount of space where there were users uploading like, you know, really bad photos. Not not like horrible photos, but like just like, just like really shitty photos and yeah. just things that didn't didn't really matter. Um, but Flickr is supposed to be a gallery for artists to gather and post um, their talents to. Uh, and you were getting like pictures and videos of like home movies and stuff, and people didn't really want to see that. Like that's not really what the platform is for. But I mean, you know, it's it's you could use it for whatever you want from starting from the past like you could have used it for hosting whatever kind of photos but Flickr recently announced that if you don't sign up for a pro account all your photos that you uh posted after a certain time period will be deleted to make room <gasps> oh that's lame exactly so i did not meet the amount of photos that needed to be saved so i had like 3000 photos and they were going to remove 2000 of them and i was like damn well, I better get a pro account. So I got a pro account, but there's a lot of really nice features coming in 2019, such as 10 minute long videos for pro users. Because um, right now there's only you can only upload three minute long videos. So now they're going to allow for longer video formats. Um, uh, unlimited space, which is still currently a feature um, like Adobe Creative Cloud discounts, like all these other like really nice goodies are available for the pro users. But uh, yeah, no. So I, I like to post my photos to Flickr. And also Instagram. I used to have another service called 500px, but I kind of stopped using that since um, it just wasn't good. Yeah, for it, sure. So Flickr has always been a really solid performer for me. And Instagram is a really, a really nice space to post my photos and have people like it because not everyone has a Flickr account that I know of, whereas everyone I know pretty much has an Instagram account. Yeah. And you can always and refer people to Flickr from your Instagram account. Instagram, I feel like, is definitely the more marketing advertising platform to something that is actually meaningful. Like, for example, like a lot of people on Etsy, when they post their art and post a lot of the crafts that they make, like they show the picture on Instagram, but they'll actually have the link and it will lead to their actual website. Yeah. 
I like that those tools built in for that. Yeah. How much is the pro account, by the way? It's right now. It's discounted. It's thirty four ninety nine for the whole for year? A year. Yeah. For okay, one that's year. actually okay. If it's for the whole year, that's actually a good price. Yeah, if you break it down, like it's not that expensive. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, that's pretty good. Do you know Yahoo owns Flickr? Yeah, but in, they sold it to another company called SmugMug. Oh, really? So starting 2019, you don't have to use your Yahoo account to y- log in anymore. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's pretty cool because SmugMug is actually a company that owns photography like portfolio websites. And just websites in general, like they're kind of like a Squarespace. So they're definitely going back to their roots. Yeah. So Flickr is changing hands once again. Nice. I think, oh, I hope for the better. And I hope that SmugMug does well with Flickr because I want a SmugMug account so I can, you know, post my photos to a SmugMug website. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. But yeah, no, Instagram's cool. Instagram's solid. I think it's the most usable, not usable. It's the soft. It's the social media tool that I use the most out of like Facebook and Twitter. I'd say like Twitter is like my last thing that I use. Yeah, and the user experience is very simple on Instagram too. Very easy to use. Yep, very intuitive. Um, yeah, and I also I also find myself posting more to the stories function. As opposed to using Snapchat, I actually don't really use Snapchat anymore. Which is good because Snapchat was started by a douche tart anyway. So, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's totally cool. <laughs> a a douche tart. <laughs> it's a great word. I know. I seem to use it when I really don't like someone. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, because the thing is, the original point of Snapchat was for people to send inappropriate pictures to each other and it would, quote, disappear. But of course it never disappears. Nothing really goes away on the internet. Exactly. But the fact that that was the original intended use really irked me. And it made sense because who... I forgot his name, but the but the CEO is a frat boy too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they, they made it for dick pics and nip slips. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I will give them props because when Snapchat was the very first um, company to implement the video feature, the video feature for sure like blew it up to the billion dollar company that it is. But I'm glad that it's being surpassed now. I'm glad that yeah. people are kind of seeing the light. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Snapchat killed Vine. But I feel like Instagram video, Instagram stories, and also Facebook stories, for some reason, Facebook has the same thing as Instagram now, like the same story function. Both of those things are like trying to kill Snapchat. Yes. Instagram. And they're also also competing against each other, even though they're part of the same company. I know. (laughs) All right, everyone. If you want to hear more of us, make sure you go to www.downtime.live, visit our blog, join our Discord, ask us questions, and we can answer it live here. Um. Yeah, leave us a review on Apple Music, iTunes. We'll read it on the podcast. But other than that, any closing words, Elisa? Um. Before it, I before I say good night to everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, let us know, and we'll do more of them if you liked it. Yeah, this is like a tester feeler teaser. Yeah. 
All right, everyone. This has been the 84th episode of Downtime Podcast. See you all next time. Peace.